on the um, my website so they can have access to it. So in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for uh, this, this opportunity to pray and, and for Exodus. We ask that you uh, pour out your grace upon us and in our weakness, um, bestow strength upon us. That we would recognize um, not in fact where we um, tower above others in our, in our virtue or where we uh, stand apart, but where we are in need of community and fraternity, um, where we're in need of your mercy and grace, and where we're in, in need of your help to continue to grow in grace. So we ask um, that especially during this Exodus journey, you would give us the grace of humility of heart and for um, just trust, Lord, that, that even as we take things away or say no to ourself, uh, that we would depend more heavily and more fully on you. Uh, and that we would turn to you um, with a confident love that lets you lead um, and that follows after. And we ask all this as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, so, I guess what, what we can do is um, start with a couple of just sort of overarching theme ideas, and then we can, you know, do some question and answer. If you, if you have a question, I'm just going to repeat it after you so that it records on my end, just in case it's not picking up the conversation audio. Um, so just FYI, I'm not being... <laughs> I'm conceited. I'm just repeating it for the other people. Uh, so this is, uh, I guess it'll get recorded for, for Chris so that he can listen to it later. And um, There's one other person in our group text or we have one extra number in there. Who is that? It doesn't, there seemed like there was one more number. Is that who's joining us? Okay. So is he is he in or is he not in? Do we know? All right, sweet. So uh, we'll we'll keep him on the group text for now and until we find out otherwise. So this might be for Chris, Chris, and Brendan. So um, just some some overarching themes. I think you know uh, Tr Travis and Brendan have uh, gone through Exodus before, so they've got an idea of what's going on. Uh, and, you know, uh, we've all kind of heard about it. I, I know that uh, Aiden went through it last year, uh, Brett, and uh, I think he had a positive experience, um, and you've been talking a little bit about that. So uh, just a, so, some general ideas. First, a little bit of history. I think that you can read about it in, in the sense that Exodus comes from, uh, it was originally developed in a seminary context to help young men, uh, especially discerners, kind of with a, a sense of, 
uh, self-mastery and growing in the virtues of uh, prudence and temperance and, and also uh, particularly a little bit of freedom um, when it comes to discipline over our, our sexual impulse, but also like our, our other drives, our desires of our heart and our, our human body. Uh, so first of all, it's, um, you know, the sort of theme of Exodus, of course, is that of, of the Israelites. And if we can imagine what it is that the Lord most wants to work for the people of Israel is to make them free. It's, uh, and this is the sense of, you know, Galatians chapter 5, 1, uh, where we talk about for freedom, Christ has set us free. Uh, so if you want a, a scripture text that sort of models uh, this, this is one that the, the Exodus folks point to as being kind of um, uh, spot on, you know, okay, is it, this is the, the text that sort of directs what it is that we're about. We're, we're trying to grow in greater freedom so that we are more free to love our spouses, more free to love and serve the church, more free to be available to uh, the Lord in prayer. And all of these things are kind of part of that. So then the main pillars, uh, so how do we grow in freedom? The Galatians 5, uh, 1. Yeah, so... If you want a, a sort of a, a text to go through, that's a great one. Even just to memorize it, you know, to like, why am I doing this? You know, okay, I'm standing and I'm about ready to step into a cold shower. Why in the world would I do this? Well, for freedom and for freedom so that it's a greater sense of, uh, you know, drawing us nearer and drawing us in. Is that Josie? Hi, Josie. Ah! <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yes, uh, so it's, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Uh, and that's, that's also the sense of um, why, why build Exodus and build the fraternity. You know, so the sense is um, we're clearing out certain things that are legitimate goods. So why in the world do we say something which is due to me or even, you know, good for me to have, mainly, uh, you know, uh, time uh, so that I'm on the media, you know, uh, on my phone, you know, these aren't bad things, you know, drinking beer isn't a bad thing, but um, we, we say no to it for some time so that we can grow in sort of space to let the Lord in. Um, so it's sort of the typical things that we think about when we begin Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. It's a campaign of holy obedience. And Exodus is meant to extend it because, you know, building on the best um, sort of uh, psychological, you know, things. Even, and I was talking to Chris about this the other day. It was, uh, you know, when you look at even um, uh, the 12-step the programs. These are built based on the idea that for 90 days, a habit comes at least in its foundations from 90 days of extended uh, a period of abstinence or saying no to oneself. And it starts to grow so that we have greater opportunities for um, just an openness to what the Lord wants to work in us. So uh, the first sort of tool that we're going to take up uh, as part of Exodus is prayer. Um, so trying to grow in my intentional prayer time and the way that the Lord wants to sort of sh uh, shovel out all of the other distractions to make room for us to pray. So um, I think this, you know, f finds 
uh, some resonance with us, especially when we're so intensely busy and so uh, so demanded for our time and, and everything else. You know, it gives us the opportunity to stop and consider. Uh, prayer is what is just this conversation with the Lord, this this communion with Him, this openness, and particularly the diligence uh, and the the sort of effort of Exodus is to say, let's get um, at least. 15 minutes of silent prayer daily where I'm taking that, and then an additional 30 minutes where I'm doing some sort of spiritual reading, you know, and so the Exodus readings for the day counts for that, but any other thing that is uh, meant to replace that. And, and that's also, you know, comes from the sense of um, you will be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, so I, I love that passage also from the scriptures. So when we talk about that, um, I'm going to do a quick Google <laughs> on that one. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Anybody got the, the text? Romans 12.2. Uh, thank you, Google. Uh, it's good to be Catholic. You know, it's like we, we know the neighbors, but we don't know their house numbers. Um, that's it. Um, so, <laughs> I think that's a Steve Ray thing. Or, anyway, so, uh, Romans 12, 2, for freedom, Christ has set us, or that's Galatians 5, for freedom, uh, you be transformed, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I love that passage, because I think that that tells me why we're studying theology or the faith, especially when we might say, okay, I already know this, I've done Exodus before, I've read Matthew before, I've read the, the, the mass texts before, whatever. But it's the daily habit of it that starts the renewal of your mind. And if, you know, it's also the sense that we speak out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I'd like to find in myself um, a more loving voice towards my children, a, lo- a more faithful um, friend, I'd like to find in myself a, a better husband, a better coworker, someone who is... Um, loving, patient, kind, obedient, um, helpful, cheerful, you know, whatever I would like to find different in my own heart and soul. It has to come through, um, through prayer, study, and, and penance, you know, so it's, it's got to come by one of these uh, sort of tools that Exodus is going to lean on. So prayer is a big part of that, um, and along with prayer comes that renewing of our mind, of the study of the text. Also, um, it in a theological sense, it comes from two actions which are which belong to God in His goodness. It's knowing and loving, and these are things which are, are are proper to talk about in the sense of God, the Father who creates all things, and God the Son from all eternity is known and loved by God the Father. And the the response of knowledge and love of the Son is the action of the Holy Spirit and is the the same Spirit that is um, the life giver, the Lord of all creation, the one who gives us wisdom, the one who breathes within us, breathes upon the water from the very beginning of creation, but it's also found in us when God breathes his Spirit in us, and the same Spirit active in the renewal that happens in the sacrament of reconciliation and is present in all of the sacraments in its own way. Um, So, the life of the Spirit is something which is essential to us, uh, but it's also, it's making room for that knowing and loving. 
And so that we're living in the way, a Trinitarian life, living with God and living what it means that God wants to have a communion with his creation, we take the place of Jesus, not because we force our way in there, but because it's given to us. Um, you know, as the Father has loved me, so I also love you. And then what's the additional commandment? Remain in my love. The Father has loved me, so I love you. Remain in my love. So in, in a way, um, if prayer is that remaining with the Lord, then asceticism is kind of taking the shovel and clearing things out. So that's the, never, that's the next real big pillar of uh, Exodus. So if the first is prayer, the second is asceticism. Um, so asceticism, uh, not, not to be confused with aesthetic, you know, like, okay, uh, uh, an aesthetical taste. I have, you know, like, okay, this is my uh, wardrobe or my, my carpet or my feng shui. You know, I'm arranging, you know, fl- flowers or, or uh, furniture or whatever it is. And uh, asceticism is the sense that um, Christ went out in the, des- the desert to be tempted by Satan. Um, he didn't look for a fight. He, he was um, being obedient to his father. And his father led him out into the desert to be purified and strengthened there. Uh, so in its sense, because Jesus is the divine son of God, he comes to pick a fight with Satan. And he's the only person who can do that without falling to pride without falling into this, this sense that I can do it on my own. And so what asceticism does, it says, I am so weak, <laughs> I am so in need of, of strength that I have to ask the Lord to come into my life in this small no to myself so that I can see my own weakness, right? A lot of times what comes from asceticism is not that I recognize how strong I am on my own, but how weak I am to say no to even the smallest things. So when I'm standing in the shower in the morning before I turn the cold water on and I say, I don't want to do this, um, that'll happen. It'll happen maybe, you know, 90 out of 90 days. But uh, the choice to go there. And to, and to turn the cold water on. It's not to beat myself up. If we're sadomasochistic, then, then we're, we've missed the point of, of penance. Um, sadomasochism takes it to the next step and says, I have control, that's why I do these things, and, and I'm doing this because I know I'm going to get better because of it. Now, that sort of leaves you, if you can pardon the phrase, on the bitter shitter, with this penance, you know? It's like there's no joy there because it's my controlling hands, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I have to, I'm, I'm white knuckling it. So that's on one side of the virtue. The other side is being soft with myself, you know, and saying, well, it doesn't really matter, I can sort of pitch it, you know, whatever. The other one is, you know, grin and bear it is the other extreme. And the virtue is somewhere in between those. And I, I think the essence of it, um, is that scripture passage, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Um, Googling again. We've got 2 Corinthians 9, 7. God loves a cheerful giver. Yes. 
Yeah, so um, shoveling out, clearing out the space for God. If prayer is the intimacy with the Lord, asceticism is making space for him to come into my soul, into my heart, in my home, in my plan of life, in my thoughts, um, in my conversation. So why do I walk into a cold shower? Um, so I would say not necessarily. This is, this is part of what's, what's the, the complication, right? So what we're, what we're taking away from ourselves is a lot of do-goods. Like a warm shower, not bad. It's a do-good. You know, um, time on my phone, not, not bad in itself. You know, it's a do-good. Uh, time with media, again, um, that's, that's a helpful thing. It's good to have a connection to the world. It's good to know what's going on. Um, even our other media, like like our music or other things that are uh, we'd like to listen to, but saying no to them for some time clears out extra space for me to spend and waste my time with the Lord. So it's really reorienting life, and then alongside that, um, when I practice saying no in in do goods things that are you know decent for me to have and right for me to have uh i'm i'm actually preparing then it's like sparring for the fight with for temptation so if i can say no to myself for something which is sort of inconsequential like a little cold shower a lo- you know going to bed on time um praying my th- uh my my 15 minutes a day uh getting my 30 minutes of spiritual reading in um, whatever other disciplines I'm going to commit to daily, uh, then it's saying, now I'm prepared because in my humility, I'm giving these things to the Lord instead of I'm doing this to try to uh, win or fight or you know, build up and get stronger so I'm going to do it in my own strength. It's, it's, it's the story of David who is this you know, little ruddy kid who picks up the stones and slays Goliath. And that stone is totally like, he recognizes his help is in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. And he slays the giant. Um, so I, I think asceticism in a way teaches us our own weakness. It clears some things out. It um, teaches us how to be a cheerful giver. Um, I don't know, did that answer the question? Okay. Uh, so then the third pillar is fraternity um and (laughs) we have to redeem this word because as soon as we say the word fraternity i think people think about um you know paddles and beer pong or whatever else um you know we're thinking about this is what fraternity exists for it's it's simply guys getting together and you know hanging out or doing whatever on their own you know um Again, to play into the theme of like, of of weakness and humility, like, what what is it that we least like to do in our in our day to day relationships with men? It's to admit our weakness before another brother, and to say, look, I am struggling with purity. I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with masturbation. I'm struggling with um, being selfish with my with my wife or kids. I'm struggling to. Um, understand this thing in the faith. 
and it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I kind of get it, but I don't really get it. Um, those sorts of things. Who, who do we go to when we have questions like that? A lot of times we just say, yeah, it's, it's the Catholic Church. It's a mystery, you know, whatever. We just, you know, sort of sweep it under the rug. Or I, everybody's got their problems and we all sort of struggle with this stuff. And, you know, if I start talking about it, well, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, you know. Um, that's some, some sort of things that we can think about with fraternity. So um, why do we need fraternity first? And second of all, how do you have a fruitful fraternity? Um, we, we need fraternity because we need to acknowledge before God and men that we have sinned and we failed. Confession is a great opportunity because it fits both of those things, right? Um, but there's something that confession cannot do, and it's hold me accountable in the day in and day out in my growth and virtue. So what is the purpose of the Exodus 90 fraternity? It's so that we, we hold each other accountable and that we trust each other enough that we can be vulnerable before one another. What does that get us? It gets us um, a trust in one another because if we're vulnerable, then that immediately builds trust. Like, so if I'm, if I'm being vulnerable and I'm speaking it like it is and I'm telling the truth about you know, where I am with this stuff, um, I am in a spot where I'm not necessarily griping and complaining, but I'm, I'm just laying it bare. And because I'm there, that's going to be a possibility for the Lord to work in my heart and also for my brothers to know exactly what it is that they can pray for me for. Otherwise, uh, it's sort of a mystery. Like, oh, it was a rough week last week. Okay, what does that mean? Well, I really was struggling, man. Yeah, okay, what does that mean? You know, um, was it the fasting? Was it, was it uh, you know, a, a sexual desire? Was it, was it uh, a temptation that just was riding you and wouldn't go away? Like, like we've got to be honest and real about these things. Um, not that necessarily it turns into a group confession because that's in its own context and in the sacramental form, but we're being real. And um, so, so um, I think that's, that's, those are a couple of things. The other side of it is to... Um, Humility is willing to admit that I can't see all of the big picture. I might have a great understanding of what the church's teaching is about penance or about um, why I'm fasting or why I'm doing these disciplines and all this other stuff. And I might just not be making any progress. Um, I think I referenced this before, but it's like that little video for marriage prep where, you know, the husband and wife are sitting across the table from one another. The, the wife has a nail in her forehead and, you know, it kind of cuts to the, the husband and he's just sort of nodding his head. It's like, yes, that sounds like it's really, it's really painful. It sounds like it's causing you so much pressure. And then it pans to the wife's, you know, face and she's got a nail in her head. And she's like, yeah, it's just causes so much pressure and so much pain. And then it goes back to the husband and he's trying to like, you know, keep himself in control. And he's like, yeah, it sounds like you just have a, a lot of pressure and a lot of difficulty. And she's like, yes, it is a lot of pressure and a lot of difficulty. And, and it, it catches, catches sweaters when I put them on and it goes back to the husband. He's like, yeah, but it also sounds like you might have a and she said, it's not about the nail. It pans back to her. You know, she's got the nail in her forehead. She said, it's not about the nail. And so that's the end of, of the film. And the, the rule of the story is it's not about the nail, even though it's about the nail. So, 
you know, that's, that's where we might be. Okay, there might be a guy who's talking and he's saying, oh, it just seems like I, I'm always on my computer at 10 at night and then I'm always struggling with, you know, X, Y, and Z that follows from that. So first of all, we, we just need to let our brother talk about what's going on. Now, secondly, the observation might be, you probably shouldn't be on your computer at 10 at night because that's not gonna be really helpful for you. Well, okay, it might be a helpful uh, observation for him to recognize that somebody's seeing he's probably shouldn't be up at 10 on his computer or his laptop. So if you, you can say that to him, but maybe this guy is now perpetually, okay, it's a couple weeks and he's struggling with this. Is it good for us to point it out? Well, it might be, but it may not actually be the most helpful thing to say anymore because maybe this is a, this is a, a vice that he's struggling with, right? And it's like, okay, I know I shouldn't be on my computer at 10 at night, but I just can't avoid every other situation that makes it so that I'm there every Sunday at this time or whatever. Um, so, so we have to recognize a couple of things that we have to be humble. We have to try to provide insight for guys where, where they don't necessarily recognize that they need to grow or they might need to be challenged. Um, also, we need to admit our own weaknesses uh, in seeing everything for another guy. Like if I just try to solve another guy's problems, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, Mr. Mr. Fix-It isn't the best fraternity member, okay? The best fraternity member is somebody who listens, who's willing to pray for you now that they know what your struggles are, and who can encourage you. I would say those three things are, are really key. Um, everything else is sort of a part of that. Uh, that also means we have to be um, attentive because if we're going to be uh, all five or six of us together, um, that would also mean we don't want to monopolize you know, anybody's time. So we want to try to um, work so that within an hour's time, we'd be able to keep ourselves moving along and uh, so, that, so that way we, we could keep going. Ideally, I think it would work best if we could find a time where we could all meet every week in this way, at least an online forum, and if not, even you know, in person when that works. So um, I'd, I'd like everybody's feedback on that. So maybe um, I, I see that our, the Exodus group online has the, uh, the group chat feature that, that we put on there. So if you go on to the Exodus 90 uh, setup and when day one comes in, uh, you can see the people who have logged in already. So I see Brendan, Brett, and Chris have already logged in there. And then if you click on the fraternity link, you can click on the, the name of the fraternity chat. So it's servants and listeners is the name of it. And then you can type in a message there. So if I can say, uh, you know, does a 4.30 p.m. Sunday meeting weekly work? If not, suggest some other times. So... Um, I'm going to send that in there. So I, you know, I just invite you all to go in there and look at the fraternity chat just to see that because now that's functioning. So it should be, that can also be another way if you're trying to get away from using your phone, um, you know, you can do it in the browser and send a couple of messages and see what's being talked about. Uh, you can also send specific messages to people. Um, so anyway, uh, Yeah, if you want to take a look to see if you can connect to it.
Uh, it should be in the, if you're online, there was a link that was sent out by Chris Jarman uh, to the fraternity. And it said just an invitation to fraternity. So if you go to the app, the Exodus 90 app, it should be in there, or at least online. So yeah, you can take a look at it and see if it's working. Uh, yeah, you can do it that way, or you can also log into the browser. So right now I'm at app.exodus90.com, and then uh, you can log in there with your website credentials, and then it, you... Uh, join the servants and listeners fraternity chat, and it should be in there. Um, maybe I can kind of, we can check on that afterwards and see if everybody's in there, because we would want to have everybody on that by the end of the week. Um, I think it's called Servants and Listeners. I think that's the name that either Chris or Brendan chose for it. Um, Good new. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Shiloh. Hello. Hi, Angela. Good. Greetings from Canada. <laughs> eh? <laughs> oh, my. So, good, good. Back to business. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I I think that's probably just as easy. I have I have the book from a couple of other times where I've gone through, but so there we go. Um now you see the chat. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so we should be all on the same page then. And we can go from there. Um, all right. So those are the three main pillars. We're going to talk a little more about each of them individually. Um, so ac accountability then is, you know, a specific branch of fraternity. Accountability is where we say, I'm willing to be vulnerable with my brothers, A, so that they can pray for me in my specific weaknesses, but also B, um, so that... Uh, we can grow in charity for one another, right? So that they know where I'm at and they can also encourage me in that, in that role. Uh, doesn't mean they have to fix me because they can't do that, but that's also an opportunity for me to be just humble and admit where I need God's grace. So uh, that's some thoughts about those main pillars. Uh, also, another scripture passage that I've seen around, uh, which is from Exodus, uh, uh, it's in the Exodus books, but it's also from the book of Exodus. It says, let my son go that he may love me. Um, so this is the sense of, uh, of being let go from slavery that we can go and to serve the Lord more fully. Uh, so the sense is the Israelites in Egypt, and then finally let them go so that they, they might be able to love me and serve me in the wilderness. So it's interesting that, that when we put ourselves into the wilderness, that we come out on the other end um, with greater um, fruit. So uh, um, 
another side of fraternity that I didn't touch on, um, which I, I liked when I was looking at the Exodus material, is uh, the idea of communication. Um, that that's kind of a virtue that we want to foster, and it's uh, something that I'm really bad at. So I'm going to try my best to keep in touch with all of you at least daily by a text or some other scripture passage or some other thing, and just an, a check in to say like hey, how's it going, or like a little discussion question or whatever it might be. We can use the, the group text for that, I, I would say. If there's other like technical questions or scheduling questions, we should probably depend on the app for that because then we can, you know, say, hey, you know, as a general question, let's, you know, discuss, does, does Sunday nights at 4.30, is this a decent time or do we need a different time and those sorts of things. So if we want to discuss it, it's more like a, a question board, whereas the text is meant to be, Hey, I'm checking in. Like today's a rough day. Pray for this. Um, you know, this is this is what I'm thinking about. You know, the the scripture passage Father sent or whatever. Um, and I, I think the more that we're able to do that, the the better it will be. Um, also, communicating with the the fraternity is one side of it, but also communicating with your family and your spouse that you're doing Exodus is pretty important. Not that you want to brag or say, oh, look at all these things we're doing, or oh, this sucks, because, you know, it, griping about it doesn't, it's not going to bear more, more fruit. You know, like when we complain about it, 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 we lose the fruit that comes from it. Um, but also just like letting them know that we might not be spending time with them watching TV, but we would like to help, can they help us do something that's different or or uh, better for us to spend time with them during this time. So it's not that everybody around us has to do our penances with us, but just so that they're, they're knowing ahead of time and being proactive in your communication. Like, hey, on these days, I'm going to be fasting or we're going to be working on, you know, building simpler meals. Can you help me with that? You know, uh, I know that it's going to be really hard for me uh, to, uh, you know, to shut down my phone. So hey, Travis, would you be able to help me set up, you know, some parental controls on my phone so that by nine, all the apps are locked down and then you've got the code for it or whatever, you know, those are sorts of things that we can work out with each other and on a personal basis that just, um, uh, the more that we're communicating with each other about our weakness and our vulnerability, the better we can do to, to build each other up in that. Um, great. Uh, two things to consider, two pitfalls that they warn against for, for Exodus. And uh, one is fear. Um, so this is my favorite vice. Uh, <laughs> uh, fear is something that we like to think that, you know, is easy to get over. Um, there's a simple command in the gospel by Jesus about fear, and it is do not be afraid. Uh, do not be afraid uh, is, a, is a great command from the Lord to the soul. Um, but at the same time, it's extraordinarily easy to let fear bind us. And, uh, you know, a couple of examples of ways that fear can come into Exodus experience. Well, first of all, like, what am I afraid of, you know, giving this stuff up? You know, I, I, might, I might be inclined first to just sort of uh, as, as Chris Jarman so colloquially and beautifully put it, uh, embrace the suck. If I'm embracing the suck in these disciplines, you know, I'm saying, okay, this is, this is tough. It's bitter. It's, it's difficult to give this stuff up. Uh, but enormity, like what's going to rear its head alongside that is going to be my fear. What is my fear? 
about this thing? And that's a great question to ask about any time that I'm sort of balking against the discipline or I'm saying, why does this matter? I don't need it. I, I've done this before or I'm, you know, this, this is just really crappy and what's the point of doing this thing? And you can also ask yourself, okay, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of with giving this up? You know, um, and then that can be a place for your, your prayer or for your journaling. So, if, you know, part of Exodus is also, it's helpful to keep an ongoing spiritual journal. So if it's like, all right, it's just a little pad of paper and it's like daily, I'm going to hit, you know, write down what strikes me. Or um, as I'm reading the disciplines, I'm going to just take some notes about like, things that are really helpful to me so that I can go back to it. And, and especially when I'm in desolation or feel far from God, I can look at those reminders. Also, though, a great thing, a question to, to journal about is what am I afraid of? You know, if I'm walking into the shower, I know I got to turn on the cold water. I'm, I'm uh, you know, going up to the, to, to the lunchroom today and I know somebody's going to invite me for, for a sandwich or they're going to, you know, ask me, you know, where's your lunch or whatever. Um, hey, I didn't see you, you know, at the restaurant or whatever, like those, those things are going to come up to us. And I might be saying, well, it doesn't matter, does it? I can just kind of sneak through this. But what, where is the fear? And you might just sort of ask yourself that. And, and if in a moment of prayer, even in the, the very moment, I would challenge you to just like stop, step aside, you know, take a pause. Like people do this without feeling weird all the time. They, they do it when they look at their smartphones, right? They just stand in the middle of a completely filled room and do nothing, you know, as if it's totally normal. And so, like, why wouldn't it be normal for us just to stop and say, wait a minute, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid that the Lord taking this away from me is going to leave me empty and alone? Am I afraid of alone, being alone? Am I afraid of this opportunity to grow in prayer? Am I afraid of the intimacy that he's calling me because he might be asking me to give up something else or to do something different with my life or that maybe my friends or relationships that I've been engaging with have just not been a fruitful thing and I need to see that for what it is. Whatever, whatever way those things you know, rear their head or maybe also I'm afraid of failing. Like, okay, this is a heavily stacked deck that I'm starting out with all these disciplines. Uh, why, is this, why is this even worth it, you know? Or rather, on the other hand, can I even do this? Um, if you're wondering about whether or not you can actually do it, first of all, just say, be patient with yourself. Um, remember that, that the disciplines aren't to you know, show hatred towards the self, but actually to, to make room for the presence of the Lord. They're making room for, for the Lord. And if they become an act of violence to yourself, then you need to scale it back or check out from one of the disciplines for the day or whatever, you know, and that might just be an opportunity to check in with me if that's, you know, one of the struggles you're thinking about or having. Um, so fear, fear takes a lot of different places. And um, along with fear, you know, another thing that, that's sort of subtle is lies that come along from, from Satan and, and also lies that we accept. So if, you know, one of the lies might be, I can't be happy unless I'm doing X. I can't be happy unless I have a little bit of this thing. Um, and it might not be so bold that it like that rears its head right away. But when I'm praying, I might admit before the Lord in prayer, you know, I just don't think that I can do this without a warm shower today. Okay. So that's just being honest, you know. 
that is that's a it's a lie in the sense that you know okay if i if i accept it like oh yeah i can't do this you know i've got to change it you know whatever i'm i'm not going to die by doing this but it might be just like top of mind in, in my heart today and it's it's how satan sows sows seeds of doubt and despair and despondency in my soul and so what i want instead is a soul that's filled with hope and that sees that even though this might feel like I'm never going to get through it or it's never going to be over or whatever, like I don't have to be afraid because th- that lie is going to get rooted out and something else can take its place. Now I can have a greater confidence there. And also just to take a moment to offer the lie or the fear to Jesus and say, Jesus, I know that you love a cheerful giver. I don't have any joy in this today, but I'm going to give it to you anyway and I'm going to do this discipline out of love for you. And the fruit that is born in those moments of choice is, is the best sort of fruit. It's the sort of perseverance, and those are the exact moments where the Lord's going to start deepening, carving out space for him, making you more into a, a, a dad who loves, who cares, who is patient, who's generous. It's like, that's that action of the Lord's perfection working in my soul. Um, so be attentive to those fears, and don't let them get in the way of the disciplines. Also, Uh, The other side is pride. Um, It can sound really great to your Catholic friends that you're doing Exodus 90. Um, It can sound really great to my Catholic priest friends that I'm being a chaplain for an Exodus 90 group. Uh, You know, uh, whatever. And, And it's not about putting a badge on our shoulder. Yeah, I've done Exodus before, or I haven't. You know, I've but I have done, you know, these other things which sucked a lot more than Exodus. You know, it's like, okay, we're not comparing ourselves, first of all, okay? Uh, second of all, talking about Exodus is only really necessary to a couple of people, and that's to your fraternity group and to your wife. <laughs> so those are the ones that you should really be talking to about. And unless it's, it's a totally like non-biased, like, yeah, have you heard of Exodus? It's really great. It's been really fruitful for me. We should talk about it sometime. That's a great conversation to have with another guy. And that's also like part of the fruitfulness of Exodus. But if you're just saying, yeah, I'm doing this crazy thing. I'm fasting a lot. Well, that's a lot like, you know, uh, you know, lighting your fire and just sort of bringing it around so that other people can see it. You know, it's not, it's not a sense of like, um, I'm trying to not, not to get in under people's faces about what the disciplines that I'm doing. Because one of the, the traps we can fall into is when I have pride, I think, oh, I've already done this. It's on my own strength. And that's why I'm awesome. You know, And if I'm having a tendency to think that way, maybe because the disciplines are going ex- exceedingly well for me, or I've done this before and I've kind of got it in the groove, or you know, other guys are struggling obviously a lot more than me, the, the thing to, that will often tempt us is pride will say, check out, you know, just sort of coast. Uh, don't, don't worry about, you know, getting too deeply into this because you've got a lot of other things to think about or worry about. And especially like, okay, it's day 80. There's 10 more days. I might be, you know, like uh, getting towards the end. And now I just sort of start cheating on the disciplines all the time. Like that's, that's prideful. Like we're all making the commitment to do it together, to do it the same way. And even the, the temptation, and it might be there, uh, to sort of sauce it up. Like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a harder workout. I'm going to make it a colder shower. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat less food. I'm going to fast a little more. You know, like 
those are fine desires in themselves. But be humble insofar as you're just saying, I am doing what I'm doing with my brothers to be one with them. And that's part of what unites us. Uh, it's not that we shouldn't do more or want to do more. Maybe, maybe the Lord will put that on your heart that next time Lent comes around or Exodus comes around that it would be different disciplines or a little different style. That's, that's fine, um, but not now. And as the director, you know, I would, I would really encourage you against those things unless you have a real clear um, reason why. So if you do and you want to talk about it, then, then reach out to me and we can do that on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, also, that goes to say, uh, we're not going to cheat during Exodus. Uh, but also, if you have a legitimate reason that you want a dispensation, first of all, this is private devotion. We're not talking about the church's like liturgical life or something else. So you, you have a right to ask for a pass for something. Typically, you can do that in either two ways. You either just ask the group and you say, hey, I need to make some small purchase this week. Can you, is that okay? And of course, if you say, okay, I'm going to buy underwear, everyone's going to say, please, for the love of all that's good and holy, buy the underwear. If, you're, if you need to say, oh, I'm thinking about buying a new Jeep, okay, that's a different question, okay? Uh, so the purchase thing is meant to discipline that, that sort of like impulse that we have to buy. It's not meant to stop us from doing what's necessary. So just that thing. Um, also, if you, if you need for what other reason, you know, a, a dispensation and it's more of like a personal thing, uh, text me, call me, and we can do that um, just personally. And then, then that way... The only reason that we do it that way is because that's, that's then completing the, the sort of the principle of justice because we're all in the fraternity together. We're doing this together. And if you have to ask, then at least you're, you're being humble about it and you're saying, I'm not just going to choose this for myself. So, and that's good for you. It's also good for the person who's granting it. So um, anyway, just to keep those things in, in check. Fear, pride, uh, that's what I got. Um, one, one theme that I'd give you for Exodus, um, just a word that's kind of on my heart, and this passage of Scripture speaks to me, but I think it's something that we um, can talk about as a, as a group. Um, it's just the one that came to my heart and mind when, when praying about, you know, what is our theme for this Exodus? And I was thinking about the desert and the thirst uh, that we have in the desert. So this is from John uh, chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scriptures, I thirst. His thirst is for you and me. His thirst is for souls. His thirst is for the sanctification of the church and for our families. Um, his thirst is to show us his love and mercy. And so it's a thirst. And we have a thirst in us too. Um, as St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And so when, when our thirst meets the thirst of Jesus, what could come from that? What fruitfulness does it pull out from the depth of my soul that hasn't been there before or hasn't been on a journey like this before or is, is being called the greater freedom or greater charity or greater love? Um, so along that vein, one of the, the things that um, some of the intro videos were, were encouraging us to do as part of Exodus is... Uh, Notice the thirst of Christ as you're praying and as you're doing the disciplines throughout Exodus and sort of make that a theme. 
And also, what is your own thirst? What's your desire for this exodus? So uh, that's, that's one question I'd really invite you to discuss for next time. And I want you to think and pray about that. So every day, uh, what is your desire for exodus? And, and just sort of answering that question. And bring that to prayer, not just, you know, reflection. It's good to reflect, but also it's, it's best to ask the Lord. Lord, what do you desire for me in this exodus? What do I most desire from you in this exodus? What, uh, what do I want from my brothers? Uh, what am I looking for in it? And if you can um, narrow it down to one thing, or at least one sentence, what are you looking for in exodus during this time? That's just one challenge I'd give you. And a prayer, uh, a reflection question for, for next time that we get together. So, um, this is, that's what I've got so far. Any questions about the disciplines or about the format that we're laying out right now? Yeah, so... Um, Two questions here. Sorry, Travis and Brett were talking. <laughs> we're going to go with Br- Brett. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. Run, Brett. Okay, Travis, what was your question? I, I thought it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but it might have just been Wednesday, Friday. Um, I'll, I'll go back and look. It's in the guide. Um, yeah, I've got the PDF of the book. So we can control F fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I think the goal. So so I'm sorry. I'm repeating this again. But Travis was asking about two things. One was uh, what our commitments were going to be for um, fasting, and then also uh, the the rationale behind the seven hours of sleep. So uh, I think that particularly when we, when we want to go. Um, when we want to grow in virtue for chastity, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous talks about halt. Um, uh, so when we hungry, angry, lonely, tired, uh, those are great red flags or you know points of awareness for temptation as well. Uh, so tired, uh, if we are if we're tired all the time, we're much more likely to give in to those things that we want and that those sort of selfish things. So uh, the goal is. Uh, seven hours of sleep so that we're, we're leaning into it and also making that part of uh, our day-to-day, um, you know, regular plan of life. Also, um, looking at the disciplines, it looks like the guide says Wednesday and Friday are to be serious fast days. So that's when we said one regular meal, two smaller meals, and abstaining from meat. So basically like an Ash Wednesday, or excuse me, uh, a uh, Lent Friday 
on Wednesdays and Fridays. So each one regular meal and two smaller meals. Uh, you know, depending on how seriously you want to take it. I mean, I know, I know some guys have said, okay, we're just going to do peanut butter on those days for the two smaller meals or something like that. I think two smaller meals is in your own estimation and according to what you need. Also know, you know, uh, there's that passage of scripture, those who do not work should not eat. So, you know, if you've got work to do uh, in the, the reverse of that, and you know that you need to eat to do your work well and to have, uh, you, then, then you're, first of all, your, your duties are to, your, to God, your family, and to work. And then the fraternity comes after those things. So for whatever reason you're, uh, you need to eat some more to, to do your work, just keep that in mind too. Okay. Um, Travis, you're, you're even harder to hear now. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Travis blamed it on me. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, yes. So Travis was asking about feast days, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Good point. Yeah. So, so, um, I'm going to repeat that so they can hear that. Um, Travis was saying if he has a, a major uh, meeting or other, other work thing that's coming up, he'll just choose a different day to fast. And I think that's another time where you just say, check in with the fraternity, you know, let them know what's up, and then just you know, sort of ask their permission and, and then just kind of go from there. So uh, uh, that's just you know, keeping, a, keeping a humble heart and, and being acknowledging that before the others, and that's no problem. So uh, that's why the fraternity is there too. So, uh, Brett, you had a question, I think. I think we can access them through the app. I, th I also think that there are emails that you can sign up for. I, I've got a PDF book from a couple of years ago. I even have the, the actual physical copy somewhere. Uh, but they should be coming through in the app. I was looking at that, and, I th and I'm pretty sure that when you log into the... Uh, Exodus 90, it says one day to go. Exodus 90 starts tomorrow, Monday, January 13th. Are you in? And then you just click, I'm in for Exodus. So I think that uh, Chris chooses that because he's the group leader. And then uh, we do that all together. And I think that that's how we go. Uh, did you get an email invite from Chris, Travis, about the fraternity? Otherwise, I don't know if we can give you the name or the invite, but Chris is like the head honcho there. So he sent out the email to everyone. Um, there should have some, been something that came from, it came in my email, it said, Chris Jarman is inviting you to join Exodus 90, was the title of the email. And then it says, Chris Jarman invited you to join the fraternity's servants and listeners. And then it says, get started. And then you can click on that. Okay, other questions? So again, just, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think the, the sense is frivolous purposes that aren't for like the maintaining or up, upbuilding of your home. Like, you know, okay, I, I think it's got, you know, maybe 
college guys in mind, you know, who are thinking about, okay, I got to buy something every time I'm in the grocery store, or I've, you know, even we can do that too. You know, it's like more of those small things that are, that we're kind of reining in. So if it's a major purchase, that's essential for, for your family, that's totally fine. And also, again, just like to put it out there and say, okay, you know, can I ask permission from the group to do X, Y, or Z? And then, you know, just say, yeah, absolutely. So, so yes. This is the list that I have so that we're all on the same list. Cold, lukewarm showers daily. No alcohol, no desserts and sweets, no eating between meals, no soda or sweetened drinks, no TV or movies without permission of the group, only music that lifts the soul to God, no televised sports without permission of group, a computer, computer re- for research only, regular and intense exercise, group holy hour and meetings. Okay, so if we can't do... Uh, a holy hour together, it's that sense that we pray for each other's intentions. No major material purchases beyond toiletries, etc., without permission of group. Seven hours of sleep each night is essential. So um, those are the big ones. I think that uh, 15 minutes of prayer, 30 minutes of spiritual reading is kind of the, the goal. Um, and then anything we want to do besides that is, you know, a possibility, is fruitful, you know, because so whatever you've got going already. So in addition, they say uh, brotherhood, fasting. Um, we can do some d- relaxed discipline on Sundays and solemnities. I, th- I think the way that we did it last time was, you know, uh, pick two that you're going to hold on to for Sunday, uh, you know, or however you want. You know, I, I don't know how relaxed you want to be. I think that the, the goal is that Sunday be in fact, a day of rest and recollection and that, uh, you know, a little, a little movie or something like that. But just know that the temptation is going to be just to, to say, well, it's Sunday, ha they're all off. And then it's easy to just sort of not do anything. And so the, the, the goal is to keep the tension going, you know, to, to have that saying no to oneself so that we're continuing in that perseverance. Other questions? All right. Sweet. I'm going to end the recording here.